Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about a cult classic that dropped on Netflix. Well, it's been on Netflix for a while, but I happened to just watch it with um, uh, with, uh, over the weekend, uh, just kind of binging through a lot of things and everything like that. And the movie we're talking about is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. This was a... A hidden gem back in the day. The movie came out in 2010. Uh, it's written and directed by uh, Edgar Wright. Uh, it's based on the comic book of the same name. And it has a star-studded cast. If you go back and think about it. You have Michael Sarah, You have Mary Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. You have Anna Kendrick. You have uh, Kieran Culkin. You have Audrey Plaza. You have Chris Evans. You have Michael uh, Thomas Jane. You have um, Brandon Routh. You have Brie Larson. You have everybody a who's who is in this film and this film is basically about a guy falling for a delivery girl in order but in order to start dating her he has to fight his her exes in a uh in a in a knockdown drag out slobber knocker and uh it this movie is like a romantic comedy with a little bit of an action film and a whole lot of a video game type feel to it this was like this is what a comic book film should have this is what like a teenage rom-com comic book film would have looked like should look like because i don't understand how hard it is to make these films because michael Sarah, this is now this is right after he had done films like juno and uh super bad and everything like this and i think mary elizabeth weinstead had just did movies like sky high and death proof and everything like that. So, you know, you had a lot of actors and actresses who were relatively unknowns at the time. Because, like I said, Chris Evans is in this film, but this was before Captain America. And, uh, you know, you had Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick in this film prior to what they had done. Mae Whitman is in this film as well. This was way before she kind of got popular in the uh, in the 2010s. But... Um, I gotta say, man, this was this was a film that really, really uh, garnered not only young and up and coming talent, but it really kind of gave you the sense of nobody gave this film really a shot because the movie didn't do all that well when it came out. But it kind of became a cult classic. You know, here we are, twelve, thirteen years later, and I'm, people come up to me and say, "People have I've actually legit talked to people and say." They've never seen the movie, and then the first time they see it, they love it. And I was like, dude, where were you 10 years ago? I mean, I remember being like, I must have been, in 2010, I was already maybe, I was about, I had to have been like like 20, 21 years old, you know what I mean? You know, just moved back home from, moved back home and everything like that and this movie really kind of centered on that that whole awkwardness of trying to ask out this girl but then the idea that you know the girl's exes who are kind of somewhat still in love with her have a pact that no if they couldn't have her nobody else can and they said this film was based on a graphic novel now at the time you gotta think about it at the time the marvel cinematic universe was in its infancy at that time and you know we had just come off the amazing film that was The Dark Knight and then movies like Iron Man, Incredible Hulk and Thor had all come out like I said this was before Chris Evans debuted as Captain America this was before the first Avengers films the X-Men films were still coming out you know DC was still trying to plan out and try to do something else 
and all this other stuff and you know comic book films were were starting to come up in in as far as production value and as far as uh uh creativity like they were starting to be taken seriously in a way now a movie like this flies under the radar because of the romant of the teen romantic comedy part nobody's really going to give a shit about it but then for those of us who actually saw it when it came out we were blown away by like holy shit you know, because gaming wasn't as huge as it is now. Because back then, games like Street Fighter Four were coming out. You know, all the fighting games, the Call of Duties were starting to come out, and all this other stuff, and everything like that. It's not like what we have now. But if you look at the time in our culture, you know, this was a this was the perfect film to come out. But it's overlooked because of the story, because of the source material. Like I didn't, I had never read a Scott Pilgrim. Uh, a comic book until after the movie had come out. And I was like, interesting, very interesting. But the movie centers around Michael Sarah, who, you know, falls for uh, Mary, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. And, but in order for her to, in order for him to date her, he's got to battle the exes. And I thought that was a really cool concept. And the, and the fight scenes are well choreographed. The battle of the bands are really cool. Everything about this film is like so in tune for what's going on, what was going on, you know, in the turn of the, of the decade, you know, going into the 2010s and everything like that. It wasn't as, uh, I guess you can say it wasn't, you couldn't take it seriously if you're a comic book fan, but you could relate to it as an awkward teenager trying to ask out this, this pretty girl that you have so, that you've kind of fallen for and everything like that. And I always thought Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah was the perfect guy to kind of do that because a movie like this, super bad, you know, plays that awkward teenager pretty, very, very, very well. You know, he's right up there with guys like Jesse Eisenberg who play the awkward teenager that you don't really give two shits about, but you're kind of rooting for at the end. Because I think, I want to say he did Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist after this. And, you know, by then he had kind of matured as an actor and everything like that. But this one right here, this was a, like this was both comedic and relatable at the same time. And you don't really see that in a lot of teen rom-coms anymore. But then again, you know, teen rom-coms are just actors who are in their, you know, late 20s, early 30s trying to do that. But um, this is a good film. I, don't, I, I didn't understand why it didn't generate the buzz it should have in 2010. My only guess is because everybody was coming out with the, everybody was coming out with, you know, fucking comic book films, you know. You know, like I said, the, the Marvel was still moving forward in their phase one. DC wasn't really, didn't really have a whole lot of direction. Like they had announced a new Superman film, which was, which would then become Man of Steel. You know, Green Lantern was coming out in 2011, but, you know, we all know how that went. And then the X-Men had just been, re the X-Men were about to be rebooted because I think First Class comes it came out the following year. I think movies like Jonah Hex and The Losers and all those type of, and all those type of, like, I, I want to say, like, indie comic book films were coming out at the time, you know, the, but then you got to think about it, the, the, the DC animated universe was really starting to expand at that time, too. And I just think that Scott Pilgrim versus the world, because it's not a well-known, because it wasn't a well-known property, even though you had somewhat of a star-studded cast with Michael Sarah and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, it kind of got lost in the shuffle. Now, when people watch it, and, you know, because of guys like Edgar Wright, who did eventually become a very famous filmmaker and everything like that, um, you know, Edgar... Edgar had done films like, you know, Shaun of the Dead had come out and uh, Hot Fuzz and, you know, 
uh, at World's End and everything like that. And this was before, you know, Baby Driver and everything like that. But Edgar Wright was on to something. You know, he, he he's a very talented filmmaker. I would have loved to have seen his portrayal of what Ant-Man would have been. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But I got to say, if you have not seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World... It's on Netflix right now. Do yourself a favor. Go check it out. It's a really good movie. It's a star-studded cast. If you think about it, if you look at like 13 years later and you look at these guys, you look at these kids, you know what I mean? Fuck, these guys were all teenagers. They look like young, you know, early to mid-20s, even teenagers, you know, in this film with the exception of maybe a few like Chris Evans, Brandon Routh, and Thomas Jane and everything like that because everybody kind of knew who they were because they had done previous comic book films before and everything like that but this was probably one of the most underrated films at the time and i still think it's underrated now like it's got the cult status now but you know it doesn't really come up when people talk the only time it comes up is when people talk about edgar wright it doesn't really come up when people talk about comic book films in general yeah it may not be on anybody's top 10 it's definitely not on mine but i do think it's one of the most overlooked comic book films of all time because of the fact of the source material not being very popular and because of the fact that it still feels like a a generic teen you know romantic comedy but because of the the writing and directing of Edgar Wright, it's way much more than that. It's really good. I really think he should give it a chance. I mean, my dad watched it, and you know, he thought it was highly entertaining. And the fact that he had never heard of it, so <laughs> so that 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 should tell you something and uh, everything like that. But, anyways, guys, that's gonna go ahead and do it for today's episode. If you liked the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21. Let me know what you guys thought about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Have you seen it? What do you think of it? Where do you put it as far as Edgar Wright films and as far as comic book films in general? You know, did you guys even read the comic book? Do you even wear the comic book? Whatever the case may be, uh, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out. The Last of Us Season 5 dropped yesterday, or it dropped over the, it actually dropped on Friday. Uh, and I have not got around to see it. I'm actually about to start watching it right now. Uh, so be on the lookout for the Last of Us Episode 5 review coming out probably within the next hour, the next hour or two, depending on uh, how much I can get done in the matter of time. Because, actually, you know, as of right now, we are preparing for the Super Bowl. So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And, of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.